Welcome to Water to Wine Podcast, a podcast for the everyday person who is waking up, making the decision to not give up. Every time that you listen, we hope that you find the tools to overcome your obstacles and keep having faith that God is working things out for you. Tune in to hear how I overcame the darkest year of my life and how other women are overcoming and reaching success. I'm your host, Kiara Roper. Now let's dive in. Welcome back. Thank you for tuning in today. So I'm so happy. I actually just finished my radiation. So I cannot wait to record that episode and just kind of celebrate myself for my accomplishments and just go over like, of course, what to expect during radiation treatment. Where we left off was my um, diagnosis story and we will be going into my first appointment. So I am highlighting like major moments. That's how I look at them. Major moments that I just remember. Um, and my first appointment will always stick out to me because it was not what I expected. So I'm pretty, I like to think I'm pretty tough in keeping it together. But y'all, this first appointment almost took me out. So let's go ahead and start from the beginning. So once I was diagnosed, I had like so many phone calls, appointments, and just things that I had to get like hurry up and do. People who wanted to meet with me. Literally, you have like a whole team of doctors and they all specialize in different things. And you see them at different times throughout your treatment journey and and getting cured. So they all want to meet with you separately. So I met with my oncologist separately, my surgeon separately. I met with nurse navigators separately. And oh, in the radiologist, I didn't meet them till later, but there's just a lot of appointments basically. And so I had an appointment to meet my oncologist and I went in by myself and I'm there and I walk into the cancer like building and of course I have to wait in the lobby just like a typical normal appointment. Of course I am a little nervous but you know you're kind of just like on cruise control you're just doing it because you have to and so I am in the appointment and I just remember being very like sensitive to the environment just observing like the people in front of me I remember just looking at the walls looking at the chairs um I the lady like I said was two ladies in front of me and someone talking to the receptionist so I'm just looking at them and the longer I'm in there the longer I'm like why am I here why am I here And you know how you stay somewhere so long, it just gets worse. It's like I was digging a hole of those thoughts. And I guess that is what made me like so emotional. I remember literally thinking to myself, and this is no disrespect, but I was just like, these people are old. Like I'm not, literally I'm not supposed to be here. That's all I kept thinking is like, I don't even look like these people. It just seemed so out of place. Like, it just did not make sense to me. 
why I had to be there. And I would never want an older person. I wouldn't want anyone to go through this. But I was just thinking like, I, this is not where I'm supposed to be. And so I remember waiting and the receptionist called my name and no, I remember waiting and it was my turn to go to the receptionist. And so I'm walking up to her um, and she's like, okay, what is your name? And y'all, I could not get my name out. It's like the moment she said, what is my name? I burst into tears like I was just crying in the lobby at the desk like sobbing and like it was crazy as I think about it and I'm just crying at just that was all she had to do like and boom it's like poke the bear that she did it and she just was like oh my god I know and she gave me like a big hug and said can I well she said come up can I come around and give you a hug and I said yes and she walked around the desk and she gave me a hug and she was like I know it's like you get here and it's like you know wow I'm at the cancer center and that's exactly what it felt like it's just like that I guess made it real to me and so that's like the biggest thing I will always remember is breaking down because I think before my actual appointment, um, I don't know. Like, I guess you're not, like, sometimes you think you're processing things until you get, like, a trigger or something. And I guess that's what it was. It was just kind of, like, realizing where I really was, which was that, like, I really do. Like, I'm holding it together, but I hate this so much. And so that's kind of what that moment was like and her just understanding that made me feel so much better I was still crying y'all but like she brought me into a separate like sitting room and I sat down and like four other people came in there to talk to me and I was just crying like they talking to me y'all and I'm just still crying like a baby and so but they were so so nice They've actually been very supportive throughout this whole journey. And those are the nurse navigators, I think. That's what you call them. Or coordinators. They just keep track of you on your journey. But they have been so, so supportive and there for me. And so that's who was there. And they was just hugging me and talking to me like it's going to be okay. You're in great hands. Blah, blah, blah. Basically. And so... Then I get to my appointment with my oncologist now. And, you know, she knew I had kind of had a hard time. And it's so funny because when I, now that I know her um, on a more personal level now, I remember being so unsure about her in the beginning. Like, I was never unsure, like, should she care for me? It wasn't like a gut feeling like, no, not that doctor. It was more so like... I remember her reading me my like results because they go over your pathology, which is like what type of cancer you have based on this exact cells and all this information. And she was like so serious. 
And I just kind of was like, dang, can you be a little, you know, a little more people person like? But she was very serious, very respectful and everything, but just not as like people like. But now I get it because it is serious. And the more we like got to talk, she was like so nice, so supportive. I could feel like I could talk to her about anything actually. And she was very helpful. So I'm happy that she was in charge of my care. Um, But those are just like things that I just remember, like her demeanor and how I felt when I was in there. And so she read me all the details I had. It's called HER2, so H-E-R, 2 positive um, breast cancer. And... When people tell you like they have breast cancer, or I don't know if it's with all forms of breast cancer, but all forms of cancer, but breast cancer specifically, it's really hard for you to tell someone what they should and should not do because the nature of everyone's cancer is very, very different. And that's something I did not know going into this, of course. Because, like, I I just didn't know that, oh, I would have to get chemo or some people don't get chemo or the type of chemo I have. So it's just so many ways to treat breast cancer based on your individual type of cancer. So that's what that appointment was laying out is here's what we see and here's what we have to treat this type of cancer and so um my treatment plan consisted of six rounds of chemotherapy every three weeks and um surgery and radiation if you were to receive a mastectomy which i could have received you do not do the radiation you just do the surgery so I was able to thankfully sit for just a lumpectomy where they just removed the area uh, where the tumor is or was. And so it's, of course, less invasive um, and you get to keep your breast. So that was my treatment plan. And she explained like what type of cancers are curable versus ones that are not. And thankfully, mine was from the beginning stated to be curable so that was good of course none of it sounds good when you're hearing it when you're digesting it because you honestly just never know and that's what they was kind of you know making me aware of is my type of cancer I remember being and getting a second opinion And the lady was just telling me about how much science has advanced and evolved that my cancer 10 years ago did not have a good target therapy. So there was no way to target the specific cells versus now I was able to receive those drugs and medications. And I'm so thankful for that. And so it's just so much that I learned that I did not know and also so much that I can appreciate for being like in a weird way this is gonna sound weird to some but like on time like 
things may not be ideal, but sometimes you just never know how on time you actually are for your specific circumstance to get you through it. Not necessarily to save you from it or to stop you from being in those moments, but a lot of times things are divinely already worked out for you. And when I remember hearing that, I remember just saying like, wow, 10 years ago, who knows what they will be in here telling me. And so, yes, you know, God said we're going to go through this, but he also had it all figured out for me. And so that's I'm going on a little side note, but that's kind of like I remember thinking that when I heard it. That's why I'm sharing it, because it was kind of part of, you know, those first appointments. So, yes. So that was my treatment plan to do the chemo surgery radiation and continue the chemo for one year and that's what I'm currently towards the end of I just did my radiation and now I'm moving into continuing one of those drugs for the remainder of the year so that was all you get at your first appointment loads of information that thankfully Having a science background, I was able to decipher a lot of it on my own, but I do, my heart goes out to people who just don't understand any of it. So let's go into my second opinion. Yes, I did get a second opinion. Um, I had a very good friend who found some good recommendations for me to go get a second opinion at a different hospital. And the actually the surgeon I went to see was amazing. Uh, the way I felt, everything. She was just amazing talking with her. She was very, very compassionate, very informative. Um, and I had really thought about, you know, letting her do my surgery. I met with on- oncologists as well, and that was very good experience she actually was the only one throughout this whole journey who recommended i take something for anxiety early on i still have not taken anything for anxiety um i have experienced anxiety through this process and hopefully i can share like mental health stuff on the podcast at a later time but i like that about her when i met her that she just was already on top of just making sure that other things beyond the diagnosis would be um, managed and I'll be taken care of in that way. I did not go with my second opinion only because when I sat down with myself, I never felt a bad vibe about where I was. And I think that's important when you make certain choices do you feel calm do you feel content are you okay with what's given does not mean like I did not not seek another option it's just when I compared it I was okay with where I was and who would be treating me um and so that's the main reason I did not go with my second opinion because of course I prayed about it and asked God like where do you want me and I just felt okay with 
my medical team that I was originally given. And so um, that made me happy. Also, the other hospital did not seem as up to date. Like I remember when I was waiting for the second opinion in the waiting room, it seemed old. And just like, you know, I'm going to have to show up here for the rest of this year to save my life. I want to make sure I feel good. Like, you know, all of that goes into your healing and your environment. So I did not want to be somewhere that looks like doomsday and it didn't look like run down or anything but y'all get what I'm saying like you wanted to feel good when you walk in there and so that was I weighed that option as well and then I also looked at although my oncologist where I was seen first oh my only thing with her was that she wasn't as warm as the other lady other um provider however working in healthcare you have to know this uh, there has to be a level of professionalism because they're not necessarily there to be your friend they're there to save your life and so in knowing that already i was able to say hmm you know maybe i could live without that you know she it wasn't like she was rude it wasn't like she gave me a bad vibe she just wasn't as like warm and even the um at the second opinion like the doctor who like gave me the anxiety stuff she was like really really down to earth like none of this is in a bad way but we almost like vibed like it wasn't even professional you know but in a good way. Like they were just like kind of like family. They they wanted you to feel like family. But she was also late, y'all. Like I had to wait a whole hour to be seen. So that's another thing. I was not trying to deal with that. So I went with where I already was. Um and I just said, Okay, God, you know, I'm putting it in your hands and I'm not gonna worry about it because I know that you're gonna take care of me. And so I didn't want to go back and forth fixating on and doubting that I'm not in the right place. No, I just told myself I'm right where I need to be and we're about to, you know, do this. So that was my second opinion. And so hopefully all this makes sense to y'all. Um, please ask questions like go to my Instagram, um, water to wine on ig send me dms send me questions my personal instagram is kiera takia feel free to like email me um just send me anything that maybe you want to know that i maybe like highlighted but didn't go into or just any questions that may come up because i really want to hopefully help anyone who knows someone has a loved one is going through this or has supported me and is just curious to know I want to be able to just provide insight on my journey that was the story of my first appointment it will definitely be one for the books and always be imprinted into my brain so subscribe to the podcast and 
Thank you for listening. I love you. Thank you for rocking with me through this whole journey. And I will see you next episode.